in China in the real app. I'll spin the wheel and it's telling me to have the English breakfast. So now we've got a working assistant. Awesome. Just to confirm the app works well at all sizes, I can run it in its own window by pressing the run button in the upper left of the screen. Okay, seems like everything is here. I've got my list of T's, and I've got the assistant here with the wheel and everything. I can go back to the project in Swift Playgrounds by tapping on the little Swift icon in the status bar, and then by selecting the show project button in the sheet that pops up. I'm ready to test this app myself and with my friends and family. Swift Playgrounds makes it easy to test because you can submit directly to TestFlight from within Swift Playgrounds. If I bring up the app settings sheet and scroll to the bottom, there's an upload to app store connect button. If I tap on that, Swift Playgrounds does all of the hard work of creating an app record and uploading my app to app store connect so I can distribute it on test flights and eventually the app store. Now that my app is uploaded, I can go to App Store Connect and submit it for beta app review. After waiting a bit, we can go over to the TestFlight app and install it from there, even on iPhone. I'll tap Install to install T-Time. Now that it's installed, I'll tap Open to open it. I'll tap through the test notes, as well as these instructions on how to provide feedback. And there you have it. Our app is running on iPhone. What tea should I have today? Looks like I'm having the Matt P's tea party. Today, Colette and I showed you how you can use Swift Playgrounds on your Mac and iPad to build apps. We demonstrated using the library and code completion to insert new code. We shared our project via iCloud shared folders, and we used view previews and the console to debug an issue with our code. We even submitted an app to TestFlight right from iPad. Hopefully you've learned a thing or two along the way, and we can't wait to see what you build with Swift Playgrounds. Thank you for watching, and enjoy the rest of WWDC. All right, let's see, let's see if we can break some stuff down. I just been doing some reading while we watched our first video. So I found one article that allows us to create a, another virtual box, right? So in order to do so, Apple made it very hard for us to actually run Mac on the Windows machine, right? Because they actually prefer us to actually purchase a Mac. Okay, since we don't have a Mac at the moment, let's try to create a virtual machine. So right here using this, okay? So I'm trying to create a Mac operating system virtual machine. So we're gonna click on new right here. All right, so we click new. Since we're gonna name this, name the our Mac operating system. We're just gonna call it uh Monterey. All right. So click and drop down here. ISO image. That's the problem, I think. We don't have the actual ISO image here. Now I have actually I don't have that one. Hmm. Right here, the ISO image, you actually actually uh select it right here type of uh the image that you know that you want to install and the type however you no know, uh we're running windows right now 
And our Windows version is 10. It's a 64-bit. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, what is it? No, because yes. Because if no image is selected, we would have to actually install the operating system manually, you know, with a CD-ROM or a USB drive. Hmm. All right, so. Well, let me go for it real quick. I'm just, I'm just going to try to use the Mac, see what we can do here. All right, so we need to select the amount of, amount of memory that's going to be used on this, on this virtual machine, okay? So it said the recommended type is 2,048 megabytes. Okay, how many processors should we have, y'all? Should, should we have one or four processors? What do y'all think? Y'all teach me, y'all, the other two. I don't know. You don't want to build it? Well, guess what? We, 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 we you know, we're going to all jump, jump in here. All right. So, creating a virtual machine here, you wish to add a virtual hard disk to the machine. You can either create a new hard disk or an existing one. So we're gonna create a virtual hard disk. It should be 20 gigabytes. That's what it's set to by default. All right, we're gonna use that. Okay, this is our summary. This is what we're creating. All right, let's try to finish it. Hmm. All right, so there it is. We just created it, right? Let's power it on. Okay. So double clicks powering up. Let's see what we got here. So to recap what you just did, because I, I feel like I'm the newbie in the class. Um, okay. So you do not have a Apple product. So you created a virtual machine that is going to operate as the Apple product for you to build the software. Mm -hmm. So what you can do with virtual machines, right? You can create uh, different machines, different operating systems. It could be Linux, Apple, or another Windows machine, right? Okay, okay, uh, nah, it's not gonna work because it doesn't have the operating system. Y'all see that? So, in order for this to work, we need the actual ISO version. And what, I, what I'm trying to find, I, I just don't see that on the net, on the internet anywhere. Not the actual Mac operating system. You're gonna need an actual Mac for that. <laughs> okay. Well, worth a try. I tell you what, I know, you know what? Well, you do, we do have something else we can try. Let's try uh Copilot. Yeah, we can save that. Let's save it. Cause once I get that ISO, we're gonna we, we, we can run that. Just wanna see something real quick. Hmm. Maybe we can find it, y'all. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Those links right there, I prefer to download it from Apple. 
فلاعب هو وسائي Yes, would be for me. <laughs> Yo. They say take us to developer.apple.com. And what we would do, they say on the developer menu, let's download Mac OS. My Apple ID or let me in. Hmm. That, that, that a good sign. Yeah, you should yeah. be good. Okay. Right. Okay. Trust. Okay. Might as well enroll today. So you ready to join the Apple Developer Program? Let's let's go ahead and enroll. You know what? You all can do this too. You go enroll in the Apple Developer App Program. So by doing so, then select the account tab and sign it to continue. Continue rolling on the web. All right, let's do that. No peeking, everybody. We be looking at my address, sending me packages. All right, just playing. But oh man, So, don't have the dance number yet. Bag out.
No, so Roman costs $99 for one year. Okay. That right there. So, all right. Tell you what, so now that I know that, tell you what, let's go and try uh Copilot. Let's let's try let's try using Copilot. Let's go for it, y'all. Yeah, that seems to be a, a GitHub. You can enable it in Office uh, 365, I see. That's cool. Let's try it. Let's go start from the top, though. Let's start from from the beginning. All right. So everybody's trying to make, make trying to make us pay today. I see. You know what? Should we log into uh AI? How we did the the other day uh alone? I wonder like, should we try it that way? I don't know. Or you can pull up that um. AI website that showed us all the different ones. Right, yo. Let's see. So they take control of characters in Minecraft. Okay. That's interesting. So. Okay, so this engine right here, everybody, you.com, this is artificial intelligence on search engine, you know, just like Google. And you.com is actually embedded into Google, what we found out the other night. So you.com, this is AI's own search engine, by the way. Copilot. Okay. And see how everything is translated so, so quickly? So yeah, GitHub Copilot. That's the code assistant powered by GitHub. And you have Office 365 as well. All right. So
that combines so copilot right here. Let's see that combines the power of large language models with data in Microsoft Graph and the Office 365 apps to turn your words into the most powerful or productivity tool around. So I'm trying to where we work. People are agency and technology and more accessible. Let's see what we can do. So we're in control of the copilot. We decide what to keep, modify, discard. So we can be more creative in Word and Excel and PowerPoint. Outlook and too, as well as uh in Teams. We've been creating a PowerPoint that fast. We can install VS Code and 
the GitHub Copilot extension within a virtual machine, like virtual bots. This is a uh, Visual Studio Code, VS Code right here. And by the way, Visual Studio Code is actually free to download too. So scroll down. It's what the editor of the playground looks like. Okay, so you use what we call the split editor. You can kind of organize your projects just like I did here and kind of got the uh, split screen view. Install and get. That will probably need that. Before you use, start using git, you got to make it available on your computer if it's already installed. It's probably a good idea to download the latest version or install it as a package. You can install it on Linux, on Mac, and Windows as well. This most official bill is available for download and get.
Let's see. <clears throat> Let's tear about the storage here. Are you able to do this stuff in the cloud? Because I don't have a lot of storage. Oh, uh, I, I believe so. But I, you know what? I'll need to verify that for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, these are the release notes. Some experiments with process hollowing. Process hollowing is a technique used by various malware families, such as Formbook, TrickBot, and Agent Tesla, to hide their malicious code within a benign appearing process. The typical work unmap the executable from that process. Somebody know that turned that on. All right. Ooh. So, you know what? We got through a lot there. So now, at least now we know how to at least try, try to create a virtual machine there. So these are free tools, VirtualBox, Visual Studio Code, and Git. I'll put those in the chat for you. You know, you can download the Windows version, everybody. So those are good. You can go ahead and download those because that's going to help us you know, create some cool apps. Let's see, man. My meeting's about to wind down again. Oh, you know what? Let's let's start one here. Get started here. Visual Studio Code. This is Visual Studio Code, a lightweight but powerful code editor. In the next few minutes, I'm going to start from scratch so you can follow along, and we're going to write and execute some code in JavaScript, Python, and HTML 
and along the way explore the features of this code editor. Now once installed and launched, the first thing that I want to do is show you how to open a folder to set your workspace, which you can just do by going to this folder icon here and clicking open, or you can use this shortcut, and in my case that's Command-O. Now I know that I want my workspace to be in my documents folder under getting started. So all I have to do is highlight that folder and click open. On the left hand corner, you'll see under explore my folder name getting started and any files that I have under there, which is currently none. Now that we've got a folder open, let's take a quick look at the editor so you know the purpose of some of these buttons and sections. On the far left is the activity bar and the first icon is for the explorer to see your folders and files. Below is a magnifying glass to search, find, and replace text in files across your whole workspace. Then there's source control to track changes in code with Git and GitHub. Next is run and debug to execute code and debug it using breakpoints. The extension marketplace to add additional features to our code editor. And then a couple of icons for your account and to manage settings. But at the very top center, we have our command palette which you can go to view and select it as your first option or use the shortcut. The command palette is very important as it is the control center for all commands in Visual Studio Code. At the bottom of the screen is the status bar where on the left we'll see a number of errors or warnings and on the right the current line number and programming language. Right above that is a panel for output or debug information, problem details, and an integrated terminal. So let's go ahead and create a new file. I can go over here and select new file or hit command end and quickly notice at the bottom right hand corner it says plain text but once I start typing console.log open parentheses immediately it notices it's JavaScript and at this point once I start writing anything else IntelliSense is going to kick in I write CON and it's like oh you want to write confirm console it's trying to predict exactly what I want to write. I hit the dot, the letter L. Do you want to write log? Yeah, it's reading my mind practically. This is IntelliSense. It's that smart completion. All I'll write is rise and shine. And on the next line, ready for a new day. And if I hit command S, I will save my file as jssample.js and hit save. And you know you need to save whenever there's a change made because if I hit the space bar here, you'll see that there's a dot that shows up which means I need to save and if I want to have to avoid having to save every single time I can go to file auto save and any little change that I make it immediately saves it and now to execute our code I hit F5 and as you can see below rise and shine ready for a new day now let's write something in Python I'll create a new file command end and I will save it as python sample.py so Visual Studio Code at the bottom right hand corner notices that it's Python but if I start actually writing code you'll notice that I don't have that IntelliSense and in fact I could write almost anything here and it's not giving me any type of warning. So for a language like Python extra support is needed and that's where we could use an extension which is the first one recommended here. So now it's installing and it will give us IntelliSense linting which is going to give us that squiggly line whenever there's like an error, debugging, and some more capabilities. So now if I start writing, I get that IntelliSense, and I can finish writing my statement, and if I put in some nonsense here, it will give me a warning. And now I can add some more code, 
to execute it by hitting F5. Python has entered the building. Or I could also execute it by hitting this Run button here. Now how about demonstrating something with HTML? So instead of creating a new file, what I do want to demonstrate is that you can just bring in a file into the Explorer section. So if I go and choose Explorer, I already have some prepared HTML that I'm going to drag in from another folder. And when I drop it, a copy of this file will be created into my workspace under Getting Started. And here is just some simple HTML. Now with HTML, we can't execute it from the terminal, but what we can do is use an extension that will open a browser preview right in Visual Studio Code next to your HTML and CSS. That extension is called Live Preview, and we want the one specifically by Microsoft, which is the first one here. So I'll install that, head back to the Explorer, and now all I need to do is right-click on my HTML file, select Show Preview, and there you have it, within Visual Studio Code. Now this version doesn't seem too attractive because there's no styling to it. I do have another example I can go ahead and drop in. And this includes some bootstrap styling. And I'll do the same right click, show preview. This looks a little bit better. I'll hit command minus so you can have a better view. And what's great about this is you can make some changes and you'll see the results on the fly. And that is great. I'll increase my screen again, hitting Command Plus. The last thing that I want to show you is that VS Code is extremely customizable, not only with functionality features, but also with the way that it looks by changing themes. So for example, if I were to go to the Command Palette, which we mentioned earlier, by hitting Command Shift P, and I typed in theme, I can choose color themes and start scrolling up and down through the different themes that are available. And if you don't see what you like, there's an option for browse additional color themes. You can choose that and we'll search for a lot more that's available online. And you could scroll through a bunch of these. Or if you already know the name of your theme, you can just search by just typing it in. Like I know one that's called Night Owl. I'll choose a first and see how everything looks with my new theme. So I just showed you how easy it is to execute some code in Python, JavaScript, and HTML using Visual Studio Code, and also explore some of its features like IntelliSense, the extension marketplace, and also how to customize it with themes. But that barely scratches the surface. So to learn more about Visual Studio Code, subscribe to the channel, and also check out the links in the description for this video. All right, that's how we just get started using some code. Let's see. Uh, so, you know, different ways we can open folders here, you know, using the file tab, file explorer, using our search view and our source code as well. Now we're editing our, editing our code. You get to see here. Hi everyone. Today let's talk about how to edit and run code in VS Code. I'll walk you through how to open a folder, create a new file, 
and use some of VS Code's key editing features. First, let's open a folder. Projects that you open with VS Code will be organized in a folder structure, which you can look through in the File Explorer. The best way to start coding in VS Code is to create a folder for your project and open it in the editor. We're going to create a new file in this folder today and write a little bit of code. We're going to use Node.js, and VS Code has support for the JavaScript and TypeScript languages, including Node.js, out of the box, but you'll need to have Node.js installed to run the code. To follow along with me, install Node.js for your platform. To check if you have it installed, open your terminal or command prompt and type node-version to see what version number you have installed. From the File Explorer toolbar, press the New File button. Name the new file app.js. By using the .js file extension, VS Code interprets this file as JavaScript and will evaluate the contents with the JavaScript language service. Let's make a string variable with the string hello world. Say what? Let me let me already start a meeting on. I want to say, let me stop this. 